Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, the Steelers are a plus 600 to win the AFC North. Sure. No? no? Ah, okay. I, I I didn't expect much. I mean, that with your money. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll just lay it out myself. Um, but yeah, they're fade. not going anywhere. Yeah, fade. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't, don't fade these guys, though. These guys are the real deal. They're going for eight in, okay. row, eight in a row tonight that I will be in the Coliseum over on the line. building. In the building. Hey, I got to tell you something. Wait a second. I'm pissed off at them because they're building a new stadium at Belmont Park, mm-hmm. and they may shut down the spring. Joe, you know this? They may shut down the spring meet at Belmont next year to do construction on the new Islanders stadium. They may have it all run at Aqueduct next year so they could build a new Islanders wow. stadium at Belmont Park. Aqueduct. Put them back in the Nassau Coliseum, please. Hey, Jeez, just bring them back. We wanted them to stay in the Coliseum. The, uh, this season, yeah. they split the season between Barclays and Coliseum. Just don't take my Belmont Park spring meet away next year, please. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll, I'll place a call into the staff. But it's going to be. What's a, the attendance at the Coliseum? They still coming out to see him? Well, there's about. You could fit 14,000 uh, in the Coliseum, I think. Um, so right. I, usually they're averaging about 10. Um, okay. But now that they're on an eight, they're seven game win streak. They're going to go for eight tonight. I'm expecting a very big crowd in the Coliseum tonight. They got the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, so it's going to be a very good uh, game. Um, and the Islanders are just red hot, and we're all very excited to be there tonight. So it's going to be great. sounds like it. Can't just keep me away from Belmont Park so I can go see the ponies. Hey, Belmont's going to be beautiful, though. Oh my gosh! In two years, it's going to be so Whatever. beautiful. I want to see the ponies. I know you want to see the ponies, but Aqueduct's nice too. But you know, it's very far. Uh, but let's get into it, guys. Last night, Thursday night football, you've been talking about it all day. The San Francisco 49ers beating the Cardinals 28-5. to Jimmy Gucci Garoppolo, 28 of 37, 300. the closer. The closer. Oh, Venture's going to be nuts today, oh, by the way. Oh, my gosh. You, well, first of all, uh, the closer will not be in attendance today. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, Halloween festivities got the best of him. But uh, he got was it. Jimmy G yesterday on The Frenzy. Uh, if you want to rewatch that show, you can find it on the cool. uh, Sports Creed. He also did you take a shot at Aaron Andrews in the postgame. What do you say to Aaron Andrews? Oh, Aaron Andrews was interviewing him. He was like, how does it feel to be 8-0? And he turns around and is like, feels great, baby, and winks at her. <laughs> and then, like, walks away, but, like, turns back and waves, and he's like, see you later, Aaron. Yeah, well, like, he's, he's, he's Gucci. He's the playboy. He's Gucci Garoppolo. He can have any girl he wants. Jimmy G spot. Jimmy, Jimmy G spot. Jimmy G string. Um, <laughs> he went for 317 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, he was only sacked once. Uh, Matt Breida, we all thought it was going to be Tevin Coleman. It was Matt Breida, 15 rushes for 78 yards. And Emmanuel Sanders, he loves his new home, guys. Seven catches for 112 yards and one touchdown. On the other side, Kyler Murray, 17 of 24, 241 yards, two touchdowns. But Kenyon Drake also loves his new home, guys. 15 carries, 110 yards, and a score. Also, the leading receiver for the Cardinals was Andy Isabella, who caught one pass for 88 yards and a score. The second leading receiver, Kenyon Drake, with four catches and 52 yards. He's having a ball. He's going to do well uh, in Arizona. Next week, you got San Francisco on Monday Night Football versus the Seahawks. First real competition for him uh, on their undefeated streak. And the Arizona Cardinals visit the Tampa Bay 
Buccaneers. Sticking with the NFL, guys, uh, left tackle for the Washington Redskins, Trent Williams, says he no longer trusts the organization and felt they were vindictive in or waiting should he? until the yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, this, cancer, for this God's is sake. a terrible situation that he's and in. And they're like, rub some dirt on it, you'll be all right. Get some Robitussin. Literally, it's it's so crazy. He said, "quote There's no trust there. There are some things that happen that are just." Too hard to look past. He first asked the Redskins medical staff about a growth in his head six years ago. They didn't do anything until this offseason. However, if you ask the Washington organization, they say they prodded him to seek medical attention much earlier. So, uh, just Isn't, really- aren't they the medical attention? Isn't the team 100%, attention? 100%. It's a really tough situation. It's terrible. terrible. It's not tough. It's just a really bad look. Like this is clear. It's not like tough. This is this is Washington football like staff, and it's got like the Jets did the same thing with Osimile. That was shoulder damage, not a damn brain tumor, though. Crazy. This is this is a whole nother level. I mean, this is scary stuff with the cancer and all the best to Trent Williams. I hope he recovers and he and he, and he finds a new home away from that uh from that Washington football staff. Maybe they'll uh, get him out of there sooner rather than later. Guys in the NBA, Joel Embiid and Big Cat Carl Anthony Towns each got two game suspensions for their altercation on Wednesday night. Ben Simmons, who uh, was preventing Carl Anthony Towns from uh, moving anymore on the ground, he will not be disciplined for his involvement. Embiid will miss games against the Trailblazers and the Suns, and Big Cat will miss games against the Wizards and the Bucks. In a statement from the T-Wolves, though, they said, while we are disappointed with the league's decision, we understand the magnitude of this unfortunate event. The NBA is highly competitive, and last night was a reflection of that. We support Carl. That was weird that they said Carl. Uh, and we'll move forward together nice as to a group. see you, Carl. Carl, yeah, exactly. Shout out to Carl, uh, our, our pit uh, technician. Though, so. Love that uh, guy. Okay, so this weekend we got a full slate, guys. College football, maybe some elimination games. We got week nine in the NFL. We got NBA games. We got UFC 244. And we got the Breeders' Cup. I know you guys are going to be all over can it. Can I bet tonight. on the New York City Marathon? I believe you can. I, I don't see can why. Can I bet do. on if you'll turn the clocks back this weekend? Well, that's a I'm taking the yes on that prop bet. <laughs> there you go. All right, going to send it back to Dane and Joe on this Friday morning, helping you win some cash on Make It Rain. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All All right, guys, let's do this. Hour number two. Time to make it rain here on this Friday, November the 1st, as we get ready for a epic weekend of sports. It'll include, obviously, football, college, NFL. We've got Breeders' Cup starting today, obviously, all day tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. And let us not forget, besides the NBA and NHL, we got ourselves UFC 244, New York City, Madison Square Garden in a just ridiculous, ridiculous Main event there with uh, Masvidal taking on Nate Diaz, a fight that a lot of people have been waiting for this. And actually, the even the co-main events uh, and the rest of the card there is actually one of the better cards. And I, I'm guessing Madison Square Garden makes all the sense. I mean, I didn't think Diaz was fighting. He wasn't fighting. He's fighting. Right. But it looks like it's on. And it's ready to go, Dane, right around the corner from you. UFC 244, nobody better to talk to than our friend Jay, the sports keg CEO. He'll join us here, give us uh, his favorite selections from this card. And I imagine it probably packs out at the garden there, huh? On oh, UFC yeah. events? Does it? Yeah, that must yeah. go nuts, right? Yeah, I mean, because think about it. It's like fight night, you know, boxing. 
matches mm -hmm. sell out there. Uh, UFC, absolutely. Are, are those New Yorkers, they love their fight night. But I got some get off my lawn real quick, Joe. All right. First of all, I mentioned the damn New York City Marathon is happening on Sunday. I got to try right. and fight all that just to get into the studio to do pro football today. Like how like roads are closed and stuff like that. So if I'm a couple minutes late on Sunday, that's why. OK. And Joe, I wake up this morning and I got eggs on my front door. OK. Oh, no. And all those kids. That yesterday, remember, because I wasn't there, so I folded up little post-it notes, right? And you know what I put on the damn post-it notes, Joe? I said, take the under 44 and a half in Georgia's Southern oh. App State. I got banged out by half a point. Now I got these kids' parents coming to try and get me egg in my door. It's like trick or treat. And they went with treat, trick, because my under call was not a treat. Always, uh, it's the life you got to live, brother. It's the life you got to live, man, unfortunately. You win some, you lose some, you get egged. Terrible. You try to you do the put right a little thing, star, right? 54% of the time. <laughs> Ridiculous. Unbelievable. All right, UFC, Madison Square Garden, Jada Sports Keg next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, it doesn't get any better than this weekend here. Just uh, just a week away from college basketball to invade our lives. Uh, NBA, NHL, of course, college and pro football. And let us not forget, guys, a return to Madison Square Garden on tomorrow night for UFC 244. And what a card. Oh, my word. Finally. I, you know, they're not coming to the garden, obviously, to bring a bunch of schleps like we've seen before. And uh, who better to help us uh, make it rain when it comes to the UFC than our good friend Jay, the Sports Keg CEO, host of the Live Line on the Sportsbook Review YouTube channel. And Jay, uh, we were talking for months now, you and I and, uh, and Dane here. Uh, we went through, you know, uh, Walmart parking lot uh, UFC matches on a <laughs> Thursday night. I mean, we have seen some crap, man, over the last six months. But I got to tell you, they... This card, this card's pretty impressive at UFC 244 at the Garden. My guys, what's up, boys? Yeah, this is not uh, this is not a card in the parking lot of a Motel 8 in Kansas, Joe. This <laughs> is probably the best card of the year. If I'm wow. being honest, it's probably the most stacked card of the year. Yeah. And obviously the headliner, dude, we got uh, Masvidal versus versus Diaz. And Masvidal's been having a hell of a year, man. He um, He's done a, his last two fights. He's been impressive. Uh, the Ben Askren, what it lasts, three seconds? I mean, you know, Diaz took a little break for a little while there. He returns. Yeah, this is exactly the fight that, that we should be getting here as UFC fans, no? Yeah, Joe, uh, what a fight, man. Most anticipated fight of the year, probably. 
There are not many fights that can carry a pay-per-view card without it being a title fight. But this is one of them because of the insane popularity between these two fighters. They're probably the two most popular fighters in the sport right now. Uh, It's a very tough fight to call, man. It's razor thin. It's like picking a fight between your two kids. Masvidal, one of the best pure strikers in the sport right now. Boxing is incredible. Accuracy is phenomenal. Sick combinations. He he's just as good a counter puncher as he as he is when he initiates the strikes. He does not have devastating power, but he's got more than enough power to plant somebody and knock him out. His footwork is crisp. Cardio is great. He's got a good chin. If he had a downfall, his ground game is lacking. He's not a he's not a great submission artist. But in fairness, I mean, you know, he's so good on the feet. He doesn't really need to be. And on the other side. Nate Diaz is a machine. He, what he did uh, against Anthony Pettis a couple months ago off a three-year layoff was incredible. I actually faded him in that fight. I thought he needed a fight to get acclimated back in the cage and compete. I was dead wrong. He was brilliant. Nate is a sick boxer. Uh, he throws a sick amount of volume, incredibly accurate. Uh, again, not devastating power. He's more of a volume striker. Um, but he's one of the best uh, submission grapplers in the sport right now. You know, uh, to me, this fight should be a pick right? So when I look at the line and I see Masvidal minus 170 and the comeback on Nate's about plus 140, the only way I can look in the fight is to take that plus money. I got him at plus 150 earlier in the week. I think Fandle's still hanging plus 140. And um, I think that's where the value is. Even though it's razor thin, got to take the value here. Hey, Jay, what's going on, man? Great to talk to you again, as always. Let me ask you this, though. If this fight is so tough to call, do you think it will go the distance? Because that's another way I'm looking at it, and I see uh, over four and a half rounds. I'm seeing at minus 130. If, if it's so close to call and it's razor thin, what about that? Do you think this fight goes the route? You know, Nate, uh, Dane, I do think it goes the distance, right? But the problem is, is that it's a five-round fight, and it's so tough within 25 minutes for somebody not to crack that chin and somebody drop with the amount of strikes that they throw. But these two fighters in particular have incredible chins. Masvidal's only been knocked out one time in 47 fights. And Nate Diaz leads with his head. The kid's got an iron jaw. I, I've never seen I, – I've, I've seen him drop maybe once in his career. So, yeah, gun to my head, do I think this goes the distance? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Jay, the sports keg, joining us, UFC 244, Madison Square Garden tomorrow night. And the co-main event, you know, we had you on when Gastelum took on uh, Adesanya there last time, and uh, you did like Adesanya in that fight, and he's trying to get back in the uh, in the wind column here with his fight uh, uh, tomorrow night. Darren Till, what do you think, man? What do you like? Uh, you, are you back in Gastelum this time? Uh, well, both these fighters are coming in off the loss, right? Now, in fairness to Kelvin Gastelum, he is the only fighter that's actually won two rounds against Israel Adesanya. Nobody Mm. else has done it. And it's a testament to how good a fighter that Gastelum is. He's a small middleweight. 
Uh, he always has had a height disadvantage, yet he continues to be a great striker in the octagon despite the handicap. He's got really solid hand speed. His power, he's got power in his hands for days. Uh, his footwork's good. You know, I, I, on the other side of the cage, Darren Till, who, uh, funny enough, he his last fight, uh, Jorge Masvidal knocked him out in London. So this is another fighter I'm a fan of. I agree with the odds. He, Darren Till deserves to be the underdog here. He has not proven himself the way that Gaslam has in his career. Uh, Till is still a very underrated striker in his own right. Very creative. Um, I think he's better when he leads exchanges rather than counterpunching. Uh, he's a stand-and-bang guy. He's not looking to bring it to the ground at all. I think Kelvin Gastelum probably wins this fight. But I, the odds, I don't know if he should be minus 220. I, I'm seeing prices some places. He's, the comeback on Darren Till is like plus 180. And at wow. plus 180, even though he's stepping up in class and it's his first middleweight fight, mm. it might be worth the shot at taking him at plus 180. I do, I do think somebody gets knocked out in this fight. The fight to not go the distance is minus 150. But FanDuel has a prop. Um, will the fight end by KO, I think, is around, like, even money. So if somebody's not looking to take a side, I would go with maybe fight doesn't go the distance, minus 150, or fight ends in uh, KO by, uh, at, at around even money. Or, you know, it's, it might be worth taking a shot at plus 180 on Darren Till, because I do think while he does deserve to be the dog, shouldn't be this big a dog. All right, Jay, the sports keg, our man UFC. That is what it's all about. Make sure you check him out, too. Host of Live Line on the Sportsbook Review YouTube channel. You got another underdog on that card, Jay? We got about uh, 40 seconds here. You know what, Joe? I think that this card is there. Are, it's full of, like, minus 160 fighters that should win the fight. I'll give you uh, Caitlin Chukagian. She's a girl from Jersey, minus 160. I think she gets it done. And then um, my partner pointed this one out, Rosenstruck, minus 160. The kid is a freight train. Andre Arlovsky's 40 years old. His chin is gone. Rosenstruck should get it done there. So those are two two fighters around minus 160 I like. I don't really like the, the card. Uh, I don't like many dogs here, Joe. I think I think a lot of the favorites get the chicken here. All right, one final question here on the way out. Uh, Jay, are you betting the Jets to take down the Miami Dolphins? Jay's a uh, fellow Jet fan, yes? I'm worried about this one, Jay. I'm real worried about it. Oh, Joe. (laughs) You know, Joe, I'm 62% this season, all right, in the NFL again, right? But I think I would take the points. I would, too. Especially with the hook, Jay. They're better with Fitzpatrick. To win the game. They're improving with Fitzpatrick. to win the game, Joe. 100%. 100%, Dane. Jay, it's a sad year for us. Congratulations. Yeah. 162% is always my friend. Uh, Let's enjoy the fights, finally. UFC 244 tomorrow night. Jay, we love you, brother. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. I love you guys. Be good, Jay, the sports gig CEO. Take the damn points, he says. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up. More NFL coming up next. Make it rain. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Might be time, I don't know, for you to put your money where your mouth is. Go ahead, open yourself up a sports wagering account. With FanDuel, it's New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, and you'll receive a free bet about the 500 bucks. That's a free bet, $500, when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Now, point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, whether it's college or pro, you're in control. Head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And happy Friday here as we welcome you in to the grid, sportsgrid.com. Also want to invite you guys to follow us uh, not only on YouTube, but also on Instagram, TV. Never miss a show or a highlight. You can subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, SportsGrid TV. And uh, Dane Martinez, I'm Joe Ranieri. Want to thank uh, Jay, the sports keg, for uh, dropping that UFC 244 knowledge and uh, making it rain for us like he has all year in UFC. I think that's going to be, that's kind of must-watch television tomorrow, Dane. That fight, Masvidal Diaz, is going to be an awful lot of fun. Great card. I think the garden is going to be rocking on Saturday night, but we do have some, uh, got some NFL games to go over here uh, this weekend in week nine. We got a divisional game last night, Dane. So why don't we go ahead and we'll start where, yes, it's, I know it's, I know it's terrible, but I'm going to have to talk about it. Give me the jets. Give me the dolphins. Give me your heart of hearts here, man. What do you think happens in this game? They're lane three. On the road, what do you think, man? 42 and a half, 42. Uh, what are you showing as the uh, as the total here? Yeah, so on FanDuel with our partners over there, I'm seeing 42 and a half, Joe, and I'm okay. seeing three and a half. Mm. And I'm going to take the hook. Give me Miami plus three and a half. I think this game how is close. How do you close. think this one if, plays out? I mean, how I, do you think it, it – are they going to run? I think it's, are they going to uh, pass? I, I, I think know. it's a dumpster fire, Joe. I just think it's a dumpster oh, fire. <laughs> I really no, do. No. And, and here's the thing. Fitzpatrick is, is going to throw these 50-50 balls. It's going to happen, right? And just the way I feel about life right now and the Jets right now and stuff, I think, I think Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, I think they catch some of those 50-50 balls. I think that's the way it plays out. And it just feels like the Jets are 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 going off the rails to me. I don't know that they're going to bring it. You know, I think the intensity will be more on the Miami side. They'll be at home. They know they got a chance. And I think it matters to them to beat their former coach, Adam Gaze. There are some. Remember the way Gaze ran that locker room also. Mm -hmm. There are some players that are still there that, you know, really want to stick it to this dude. Um I, I can't believe I'm saying uh, give me Miami plus the three and a half, Joe. I do think uh, I do think the biggest mismatch in this game is the 
run defense of Miami, which is just it, it ranks dead last in the NFL. They are going to give up. Yeah, they're going to give up a lot of big chunk plays on the ground. I think this could be the game where we get LeBell over 100 yards and he just kind of dominates and takes over the game. Uh, it just feels that way because their their unit just ranks. It's either 30 or 31 in run defense. It's They're not great against the pass defense, but they're even worse pass defensively. They rank uh, they rank dead last against running backs catching the ball. So, And that's all because their linebackers are trash in Miami. I mean, right. it's not that hard to figure out. So this has got the... You know, this has got the makings of the Lev Bell show and on the road, which wouldn't be a bad idea if I'm Adam Gase, you know, but it is Adam Gase, um, even though it's among one of the worst matchups this weekend in the NFL or actually through the season. um, I do think there is some value still, even with the three, three and a half. I do think that this could get away and I don't think there's going to be a million points scored, but if the Jets can't win by at least the touchdown controlling the clock and the running of the ball, um, I just pack up the team at that point. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I do think that the Jets, it will be a running game for the Jets. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to see any ghosts this week. All right. Fair enough. So wait, wait, in all that you've given your analysis is your play. No, 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 that's not what we're talking about. Not giving a plays yet, just giving a Oh, oh okay, because like, you move know, along. Let's move along here. Let's move along. Yep, got to move right along here to uh, let, let's go Packers Chargers. All right, this is another yeah. one of these games, Dane, where um, it's kind of all over the map, right? I mean, say, we know Los Angeles, I keep saying it's San Diego, but the Chargers don't have a very good home field anything. But it's usually... The problem comes in with the Chargers when they're at home and they're favorites. They're not favorites here. They're actually three and a half uh, point underdogs at home here in this spot, which is a different situation. Now, they have gotten healthier on the offensive line. They do seem to be getting some of their uh, some of their guys back. I don't know if Keenan Allen has been uh, cleared yet, but, uh, you know, they probably have. We know Mike Williams is back. Yeah. I do think that there's an opportunity here for for this to be a a, a struggling Rivers and company. It, got that win last week, as crazy as it was against Chicago on the road. Yep. They come back home. I do think there's an opportunity for a uh, for a cover and a, for a win here. That's interesting, Joe. Um, I ain't touching this game. I am not coming <laughs> close to this game. And let me tell you why. You accurately talked about, like, the lack of home field advantage for the Chargers. That's been well documented. Joe, what we know, what we've seen all season, is when a team can't stop the run, everything goes out the window. Well, guess what? Neither one of these teams, Joe, can stop the run. So I don't know what it's going to look like, right? And here's the, other, like, here's the other factor for me that makes this one scary to play. The Chargers, if you remember, moved on from their offensive coordinator early in the week. Right, Joe? Uh, Wisenhunt. And so to me, I think that means we're going to see something different from the Chargers this week. I don't know if it means they go back to Eckler more instead of force-feeding Melvin Gordon. I don't know if it means that they, you know, I I just think it's going to look a little different. And because of that unknown, I'm not touching it, Joe. You know, we say throughout the season, we get a better and better picture of who these teams are. Well, I'm not sure what the Chargers are anymore because they may have a different offensive scheme, philosophy, play calling. And so I'm going to stay away from this one, especially because neither one of these teams can stop the run. 
I, I will say this. I, I think we, we get caught up sometimes with this Chargers team, but the reality is they are exactly what they have been forever. They are a slow starting team that comes November. Right. They start. This is where they, they start to make row. their run, guys. And I can tell you that. In fact, Rivers alone is eight and two against the number over the past three Novembers, the last three seasons. This is where Rivers and everyone else starts to kick in. Now, defensively, rolling, yeah. Yeah, listen, defensively, they got decimated by injuries, guys. But what we saw last week was the replacements really starting to come together. Some huge goal line stands there, really bend but don't break. They got a solid pass rush still, and they've also got two really good corners. Desmond King, Casey Hayward, sure. guys, they're good. They are really, really good. And we know that, like you said, Green Bay's 26, 27th against the run. They're not a great run defense. And I do think now Melvin Gordon, he's got enough games under his belt where he should be ready to rock and roll. Russell Lacoon's back. Like you said, new offensive coordinator. Um, this, to me, has got upset written all over it with as a home dog with the Chargers because I think the Chargers ultimately – they're the same. They've always been this team right now. This is where they kick it into another gear. And I think um, I think Rivers, I think he'll get the best of, uh, of uh, good old Aaron Rodgers in this one on the road. Fair enough. We may see Devontae Adams make a return for the Back. Packers in yeah. this one as well. Yeah. It's kind of day-to-day. He has been practicing, though. So uh, keep an eye out. Uh, Pro Football Today. 10 a.m. to mm-hmm. 1 o'clock. We'll definitely give you the updates on that one. But that would be a big ad if he can yes, get back on the field, Joe. Yeah. Uh, also, don't forget, uh, daylight savings time this weekend, guys, yeah. which is also going to screw you up because we have a 930 game in London. London. Yeah, early game this week with the Texans and the Jags. Dane, it looks like opened up. Texans, a small favorite there, one and a half, two, yep. somewhere around there, over under 46. What do you think of this game? Neutral field, these two teams uh, across the pond. So let me ask you something. Is it really a neutral field? Haven't aren't the Jags like the London adopted <laughs> team? Good point. Didn't yeah, like Khan want to go there yeah. every year or something? I, 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 it's a, it's. I'm being a little silly, but I'm being a little serious, right? Like, is it may not be a neutral field. I know when we see those games, there's jerseys from all 32 teams in the stands. I really wonder, will it be a neutral field or not? Here's what I'll say on this game. This is a big AFC South matchup. We were going through the Colts and the Texans and the division odds. You know, Jacksonville is still within shouting distance. And I also think this is a big game for Minshew to hold off the Nick Foles talk, right? No J.J. Watt. I wonder if Leonard Fournette and the boys will be able to run the ball now that Watt is missing. I know Deshaun Watson is the apple of everybody's eye with the crazy plays that he's able to make, getting kicked in the face and all that. Something tells me this is Jacksonville's day. I'm going to lean with Jacksonville in that run game. I think Leonard Fournette can do some work. Well, let me tell you what uh, the last four games, guys, we've had uh, we've watched opposing quarterbacks against that defense of the Texans average 303 passing yards, three and a half touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, they, they, the quarterbacks have been feasting on that secondary, which is hurt. But now you've got you got still a banged up secondary. Now you add the fact that you got no J.J. Watt. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, we watched Conley come and uh, make some big plays yep. last week. Minshew's getting more and more there. comfortable. Uh, I, you're right. I, I think they have a 
huge advantage for the first time over opponents in London, Dane, to your point. I mean, we were kidding, but the truth is, this is Houston's first game at Wembley Stadium. This Jags team, it's like they're home away from home. So uh, they're also 2-1 and one when playing in London uh, when they're actually anywhere between 0 to 7 points a touchdown. I'm with, I like Jacksonville in this spot, man. Um, I wouldn't go anything more, but I, I, like, I like Jacksonville getting a couple of points at home in Wembley. And, Joe, they win that game. And if Indy loses also, look at what those standings in the AFC South looks like on Monday morning. Yep. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. All right, here we go on a Friday, continuing down the slate of NFL games here. Make it rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com. We'll uh, we'll take a look at the Bears-Eagles here, Dane. The Bears, of course, coming off of that just uh, that ridiculousness there against the Chargers at home. Uh, as uh, Matt Nagy did everything that is possible to make sure that uh, the Chargers won, which they did. But now they travel to Philadelphia to take on an Eagles team that uh, shocked the world there in Buffalo and ran over the uh the buffalo bills and that defense uh so now they welcome in the bears a team that you know i mean what kind of confidence can you possibly have i mean david montgomery had a huge game 27 carries 135 yards last week but they still rank fourth worst uh in rushing in the uh in the league i mean they still can't run the ball they can't throw the ball the offense is pathetic and while the eagles have been a bit disappointing they they well They've actually, they stepped it up here in defense, getting a little bit healthier on that side of the ball. We knew they'd be good. That front would be good in Philadelphia, although they're starting to play a little bit better now. Carson Wentz, some confidence. It's an interesting number here, too. Eagles four and a half, total is 41 and a half. What are you looking at in this game? Yeah, it's in that no man's land. You're right at four and a half with the total at 41 and a half. Joe, we have faded the Chicago Bears all year long we have talked about how we don't like Mitchell Trubisky as that dude all year long okay I think Philly bounced back last week with a good win at Buffalo showing Jordan Howard in the run game that they can be one-dimensional that Orlando Scandrick comments may have been the best thing for this team because remember unlike say Cleveland or some of these other teams what Carson once say at the podium yeah I ain't getting into that we'll handle that all in-house it'll be just fine right then they go out and win if this game was in Chicago I might feel differently, but I like Philly. I'd lay the points. One fantasy note. We may, Joe, get the return of Deshaun Jackson in this game. And I think that could be a very important piece, right? We know the Bears' defense and all, but I do think you can beat them over the top. They don't have Adrian Amos anymore. And let's put it this way, Joe. I like Deshaun Jackson as a DFS play in tournaments because if he is back, 
there will be some plays called to try to take shots to him. The only question is whether he converts them or not. And in a tournament DFS standpoint, I think that's a good idea, a good look. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's only like 6,100 on FanDuel. I think they take some shots with the Deshaun Jackson return. I like him in fantasy, and I like Philly to win this game. I do like Philly to win this game, but I also uh, I am going to bet everything, every prop bet known to mankind on Jordan Howard sticking yeah. it up the ass of his former Revenge. team, the Chicago Bears. I can promise you guys, if They'll you uh, watched that game last week, that 31 to 13 dismantling of the Buffalo Bills, he played a huge part in that. And oh, by the way, that Chicago vaunted defense, once they lost Akeem Hicks, they're averaging, uh, right. they're letting guys average about four and a half yards a carry. So, and six rushing touchdowns in three games. He was a big part of why that front was as good as they were. He's not there. And now all of a sudden, just like last week, they're going to be facing a quarterback where the Eagles are going to go, okay, you're not going to run. So go ahead, Trubisky, try and beat us with your arm. And that's nothing good happens when that happens. I do think ball control. I think Philadelphia will hold it. Yep. I think Jordan Havitt will have a big game. And uh, I'm with you. I think Philadelphia any under a touchdown at this point is, yep. I think, is a uh, is a solid bet at home. I don't see a one letdown. other note on that one, Joe, real quick to support your Jordan Howard point. He's back. But Miles Sanders got banged up last week also. Mm -hmm. OK, yep. he had a shoulder. Now, he was back to practice. You know, he was trending in the right direction, going from limited to full. But, you know, he's not 100% either. So yet another reason to make this a Jordan Howard game. Raiders taking on uh, at home finally after like uh, two years. Uh, they are taking on the Lions, who walked away with a victory at home against the New York Giants. Now they go ahead and uh, travel a little bit to Oakland to take on the Raiders. It's been more than 45 days since they've actually had yep. a home game. Week two. But here they go. Uh, we've got a – we know they can throw the ball. We know they've got some offensive weapons, uh, that being Detroit. Not really sure who's going to be running the ball for them all that much. But we do know that at times Oakland has also looked really, really good. And they've always been better at home than on the road. So what do you think? They're they're laying two and a half. They are a favorite here. Two and a half. The total is around 50, 50 and a half. What do you see happening here? Uh, you talked about it. For me, the main point here is the damn schedule, Joe. Oakland returns home. And if I'll take it under a field goal, I'm seeing two and a half right now. The total is one of the highest on the board at 50 and a half. But this to me is a schedule win for the Raiders. OK, they finally get to return home. Okay, and Joe, honestly, if after their last true home game on week two against Kansas City, all right, if I told you then in at week two that the Raiders with a win in their next real home game could be a 500 team, you would have signed up for that. You know what I mean? They're better than we thought. That black hole crowd is uh, optimistic, you know, feeling better than they thought about the about this team. I like Oakland, and I've told you all the time, Matthew Stafford does not go on the road and beat competitive teams. He just doesn't do it in his entire career. That's why I call him the litmus test. All right, so I like Oakland in this game, especially under a field goal. I'll lay the two and a half and go with the Raiders. Uh, Raiders have got big issues along the offensive line. Ryan, um, uh, their center, Rodney Hudson, rather, is not yeah. going to play, which means their backup is also banged up, which means there's going to be a big shuffling on the offensive line there 
for the Oakland Raiders and the strongest part of the defense for the Detroit uh, Lions is that front. So I do think that's going to be a problem uh, for them. And then it really comes down to, to me, who do I trust more to sling it around Uh, Carr or Stafford? And, you know, to me, it's very easy. I got better wide receivers. I got a more established and uh, more productive quarterback in, in Stafford. Uh, I, you know, I'll gladly take the points here. I think they're going to throw it around more. I worry about that offensive line. If they were 100% healthy, I'd have no worries, but Rodney Hudson anchors everything. And now that his backups hurt, you're going to have guys maybe playing out of position there on the offensive line. That's a recipe for disaster in this game, Dane, for the, uh, for the Oakland Raiders. All right. Well, we're on the opposite side of this one, but you know, that's why, uh, that's why we give them out there. We shall see. Uh, speaking we'll talk about of uh, the morning. Redskins, by the way, Redskins, Bills, uh, yeah. Bills at home trying to bounce back after that loss. Nine and a half is the number. Uh, and it looks like uh, somewhere around 37. It's not a very big total here, but what do you think uh, here? Redskins, Bills. Yeah, I mean, I can't play Washington at this point. It looks like Dwayne Haskins is going to get like he was getting first team reps, Joe, mm-hmm. all week. And we have seen. That the kid is not ready, right? We we've seen that, and yep. this Buffalo defense is no joke. On the road, uh, Buffalo coming off a loss. I I I think this has boat race written all over it, Joe. Ooh, I'd lay the I, nine uh, and a half. Lay the nine and a half to me. This I, is not I don't this divisional that. matchup, right? Yes, last yep. night it was the divisional matchup with the good team having to go on the road. This is not that, Joe. This is an unfamiliar. Interconference, and the good team is the home team or the better team, whatever is the home team. I, I, you know, this is not the spot where the winless team goes. The spot is like, you know, the divisional opponent, the home when they're home. That's not what this is. I'll lay the nine and a half. Yeah, this is a no brainer, guys. Take the under 37 points. The under is 12 and six in Josh Allen's career, guys. Also, since Callahan took over, you're looking at a total of 33, nine and 28 points in the games that the Washington Redskins have played in. The best part of their team is the defense. Uh, They are not going to do anything but try to run the ball. They just watched uh, Buffalo get trounced by the run last week. I'm sure they'll try it, but uh, I'll take the defense. I'll take the ability of neither of these teams. Uh, to do any sort of quick scoring, and I'll take the under 37 in this game all day long. And hell, it could probably even go down to 36, and I'd still bet it because I don't see either of these teams lighting up the scoreboard uh, on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, no, I'll take the under 37 there. All right, fair enough. So just to just to uh, clarify, because I don't want there to be any any funny business at the end of the season here. I have you as Detroit plus two and a half, Philly minus four and a half. Oh, that's him. Okay. Yeah. Well, those are, again, those are the breakdowns of the games, though. We will go ahead as soon as we can get them back and drop our uh, our plays of the day uh, or the plays of the weekend there because it's uh, it's going to be interesting. This is a big, big weekend. Uh, in the NFL, week number nine, who's going to be able to uh, who's going to be able to handle it? And I'll tell you right now, my plays of the weekend are going to be: I'm going to take Detroit on the road. I am going to take the New York Jets on the road. I am also going to take the under in that Buffalo game. 
and my uh, I do think Jacksonville also wins there. I think those are my favorite. Uh, those are my favorite plays for the weekend. I am back in the New York Jets. I don't care. I think Lev Bell is going to have a monster game. Monster game in this situation here. I think they'll take it. I know the guys in the pits. Bavona, do you have your uh, your your plays up? Did you send them to Dane? No, we're still trying to get Dane back over there. But, yes, I'm interested, too. The uh, the Sunday night and Monday night game, obviously, guys, also going to be probably the two most bet games of the weekend. Uh, New England, Baltimore, Sunday night, standalone. Dallas and the Giants uh, at MetLife. They are trying to return to favor. Last time Dallas actually showed up at MetLife, they got their asses handed to them uh, by the New York Jets. Uh, so that one there, too, are going to be great. But I'm... I'm intrigued by some of these matchups here coming in. Also, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, Minnesota, Kansas City, Kansas City laying two at home. The Minnesota Vikings and uh, and our boy there coming back to town. That being, uh, of course, Kurt Cousins, who's been on fire, guys, absolute fire the last four games. Can they keep it going? Kansas City's defense was that a mirage, or is that did they finally turn a quarter? in that last game that we watched them play uh, against Green Bay. Going to be interesting. I am tending to lean. Give me the Minnesota Vikings to finally take that next step. And uh, and Kansas City is going to be good, but Kansas City needs Patrick Mahomes. I think that defense gets beat up a little bit by this Minnesota wide receiving crew. And, of course, Dalvin Cook, our best running backs in the game this year. So I do. Uh, I definitely like Detroit as a underdog this week. I like the Jets on the road. I like Jacksonville to handle it. 9.30 a.m. Sunday. Don't forget, turn back the clocks, guys, on the weekend Saturday. You get an extra hour of sleep, but what good is it going to do? You got to get up early because you got to get ready for I love Sunday morning football there. But I think Jacksonville takes care of business. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Give me the Minshew mania again at a home game at Wembley Stadium for Jacksonville. First time that Houston has been to Wembley over there in uh, in London. So I like Jacksonville. I like the Jets. I like Detroit to get the job done. And I'm going to take the under in the Buffalo Bills game. 37 taking on the uh, Washington Redskins. And uh, Buffalo is laying nine and a half in that game. But I just don't see how. Either of these two teams are going to do very much of anything but run the ball, play some halfway solid defense, and this has got a 17-3, uh, 21, uh, you know, 21-6 kind of feel to it. Uh, Buffalo, again, Josh Allen, 12-6 and six in his career to the under. It's a low number, but I'm not scared of it given those two teams. All right, uh, we will be back. Don't forget, Sunday, Pro Football Today, Dane, myself, Mike Blewitz. We'll have you guys uh, covered, getting ready to go into those games, plus one game going on in London. Join us Sunday here on The Grid. Morning after is next. Good luck no matter what you decide to do, guys. We'll talk to you on Monday. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't want this I don't think it's a smart move to bring in this guy unless you have the support system in place to wrap around him. Like, he was a decent soldier with the Patriots, to be quite honest. You know what I mean? It was an injury thing or whatever. But you need to have that kind of uh, culture in the locker room to be able to, um, you know, support this guy. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not making light of him. I'm not begrudging him. The man had, 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 a, had an addiction problem. Okay, I'm not I'm not making light of it. You need to have a strong locker room, in my opinion. But, Joe, the bottom feeders don't have that and they'll still take their shot because they like the talent. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'll, I don't buy it. I Listen, I don't even know how long does he have before somebody's got to stake a claim to him? Because then at one point, if nobody claims him, he becomes a free, a free agent, agent. Right. Right. I think it's right. like 48 hours. And so the only reason you would bring him in this week, but the only reason you would bring him in if you're a bottom feeder is because your plan is I'm going to sign him next year yep. for the future. He's but what if his future. agent's going, I ain't going at like, we ain't playing with you. Like, it's not going to, it's not going to happen because he's unique from that standpoint where you're right. He's got to have for his own good. He's got to yes. have a certain, a certain group of yes. certain, you know, he's got to have certain things in place. So if you can't sign him for the future, or if he goes, I ain't signing guys with you next year. Then really, you're like, why would I even bother if there's no long-term plan if I'm a winless one-win, two-win right. team? Arizona, I think, your point is maybe the most intriguing, but you've got to get up there with three wins, right? Don't, isn't that starting the middle of the road right there with Arizona? Yeah. Right. You would have to. I'm looking at the standings right now, Joe, and you're right. You would have to. Uh... Yeah. You know, you would have to get through the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bengals, you know, Washington, Atlanta. Um, Atlanta, too. Atlanta. Yeah, which you can't get no money. Yep. Atlanta, that'd be interesting. The Giants, for example. Um, but then a team like Arizona. But on your on your vein, a, a, a contender, I'll throw out one to you that I know has been in the wide receiver market, Joe, because they tried to get Antonio Brown. What about Gabe's mm-hmm. Bills? Yeah, also good. Yep. Yep. Also very good. Not a whole lot of ways to get in trouble in Buffalo. Yep. Jacksonville. You know, you got DJ Chark. They just put, I think, Didi Didi Westbrook on IR. He got banged up, you know, and they could use a little bit of excitement. Shad Khan never, you know, a little Minshew mania. What about down there in Jacksonville? I think Jacksonville, Buffalo, Oakland, like you're saying, you know, they got Terrell Williams back, but what else do they have? They got the tight end Waller, um, you know, Hunter Renfro. Those are some kind of fringe playoff teams, like you're saying, that may be a better profile. Where does San Diego come in? Where are they in the Uh, They got too many wide. Out so Joe.